Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. Good morning, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. So, Ryan, you're going to be going much deeper into the numbers that we have been talking about all morning. DBS Group's third quarter earnings. They've beat expectations as well. That's right. So, we've got a pretty similar picture compared to what we had from OCBC and UOB on Wednesday. A beat on earnings and net profit for DBS up by nearly 31% to $1.7 billion, topping the estimate of $1.56 billion forecast by analysts in a Bloomberg poll. And DBS also declaring a dividend of $0.33, cents, and that's up from $0.18 cents a year ago. To get the bigger picture, I've got Yim Jirong. He is the market strategist for IG. Morning, Jirong again. How are you doing? Hi, good morning, Ryan. I'm good. Hey, Jirong, let's talk about the first impressions you have from the numbers. How impressed are you on DBS's results? Yes, so for uh, DBS, similar to both uh, OCBC and uh, UOB, we saw, of course, the quarter earnings also beaten expectations with a net income up uh, 31% from a year ago. The double-digit growth, uh, likewise, may come from a lower base from the last year. As we saw, DBS was building up its uh, loan loss reserve for the whole of the year 2020. But on a quarter-on-quarter basis, uh, net income was slightly down by uh, 0.2%. But overall, it still denotes you know, some strong uh, momentum in terms of earnings propelled by lower credit costs and also bank lending and also their wealth management arm. Yeah, DBS net profit once again up 31.1%. If you look at OCBC, it's up 19.1% and UOB is up 56.6%. So let's look at DBS. Um, you've talked about a couple of things that helped lift its third quarter. Uh, walk us through the lower credit costs conditions. Um, how much will this continue to be sustained for in the coming quarters? Yeah, so for uh, DBS, likewise, we saw business conditions have been improving. So there has been a recent write back on loan loss allowance, which ultimately suggests a better economic outlook. And as mentioned for DBS, it has been quite aggressive in building up its loan loss reserve back in 2020 as compared to the other two local banks. So in year 2021, we have seen some paring back to a greater extent. So we saw, you know, recently wrote back uh, 70 million for credit allowance uh, this quarter. And that actually helped to uh, provide some boost for profits. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the overall asset quality, it has also uh, remained a resilient thus far with a non-performing assets declining slightly by 0.8% from the previous quarter. If we look at its non-performing ratio, it has also came in at 1.5%, which is a very healthy level, in line with both OCBC and UOB. So overall, this provides a very optimistic picture for the economic outlook ahead. Yeah, quite similar to banks we've been seeing across the board from across the world, just releasing more loan loss provisions because of the rebound from COVID-19. And they've been talking about how loans have been picking up as well, a good pipeline. And that will mean we will need to look at interest rates, net interest income for DBS. How is it looking and where is it going from here? Because we've just got an FOMC meeting talking about tapering. Yes, so for uh, DBS, net interest income was actually down 3.1% from the previous year. It was up uh, 0.7% from the previous quarter. So overall, loans growth has uh, remained robust. We continue to see a strong momentum in the lending. If you look at the total gross loans increased by uh, 8.7% from a year ago. Uh, However, this was offset by a two basis points drop in the net interest margin, coming in at uh, 143%. But overall, there are definitely signs of uh, optimism 
optimism if you look at the lending momentum, which continues to be present. And while our net interest margin still remains a subdued for now for DBS, uh, if you look at an increasing interest rate outlook, somewhere into the second half of 2022, that may be a tailwind for an upward revision in the net interest margin ahead. So for pre-COVID, EBS net interest margin was between 1.7 to 1.8%. So currently it's at a 1.43%, which suggests that there is definitely room for it to move higher. Okay, and let's look at non-interest income. This is where the wealth business comes in. How's it looking for DBS versus OCBC and UOB? In terms of net fee income, similar to both OCBC and UOB, DBS has seen double-digit increase of 11% from a year ago. So growth in that segment continue to see strength and help to underpin its uh, third quarter uh, performance. For fee income, we break it down. Uh, we saw improvement in uh, wealth management, transaction service, and also a uh, higher cut fees. So what this points to is that there are strong demand for uh, investment products and uh, consumer spending are also recovering towards uh, pre-pandemic levels, which may ride on further tailwind if you look eventual reopening potentially towards mm. the end of the year. And similar to OCBC, however, trading performance has somewhat uh, normalized, which is kind of uh, expected. And this is reviewed in the other net income portion, which is down uh, 6% from a year ago for uh, DBS. So that kind of kept some of the gains uh, in terms of their non-interest income. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the business summaries they put in these slides. And DBS is saying, you know, it's good business momentum, there's good asset quality, and pipeline remains healthy into the new year. And expected interest rate increases will be beneficial to earnings. So if you look at what's coming up for DBS, what do you have on your radar? So for uh, DBS, in terms of its uh, year-to-date performance, it has actually been the strongest uh, performing out of uh, all three uh, local banks uh, year-to-date. But you know, compared to the uh, large-cap banks within the Asia-Pacific region, all three of our Singapore banks have actually delivered above-average returns at roughly 26% inclusive of uh, dividends, while average in the Asia-Pacific region is around uh, 21%. So we have actually been uh, outperforming uh, the region in terms of our uh, total returns for our banks. And for dividend U-wise, we saw, you know, MES recently listed its uh, dividend cap. So as expected, you know, DBS has also resumed their uh, dividend payout to uh, pre-pandemic levels. And based on current price, you know, that brings about a dividend yield of uh, around 4.1%. And that may actually be quite uh, attractive to some. Okay. And for DBS, will they be expected to make any potential big moves down the road? For DBS, they have mainly been, you know, quite aggressive in terms of their acquisition as compared to the other two local banks, I would say. We saw that DBS, you know, recently has uh, made a bid for uh, Citibank's uh, Indonesia and Taiwan uh, retail business in uh, October. And he has recently bought an India bank back in the year 2020. And also he has recently gained a regulatory approval to buy some stake in China Bank in uh, June. So overall, this points towards, you know, they are thinking of, you know, continuing to expand via acquisition and that may provide further tailwind ahead. But this could definitely take a longer time for it to pay up. All right, we're trying to Yip Jingrong. He's the market strategist for IG, helping us to break down the third quarter earnings for DBS. Jingrong, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.